For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Network. I'm Jeff DeForest. He is Mike Luby Lubitz, and Hoops very much in focus this week as uh, we are featured here on Appeal Yourself Off the Mat Monday. And the Miami Heat peeled themselves off the mat to get a win in a pivotal game three in Boston and now face a pivotal game four <laughs> against the Boston Celtics. As all games seem to be pivotal when it comes to uh, the postseason. We welcome to the show one of our favorite basketball analysts from the Associated Press, a uh, longtime NBA writer there, uh, the great Brian Mahoney out of the Big Apple in New York City. Brian, how are you, my friend? It's good to be on this pivotal show. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's funny because uh, people are always talking about who the pressure is on and uh, whether a game is pivotal or not. And it seems to me of the uh, whether you're going uh, four games or seven, all of them are pivotal in, in some sense. But uh, this series really has pivoted uh, a couple of times. In fact, every other game, as uh, the Celtics uh, went dead flat in the third quarter in game number one, got blown out of the uh, building there right into Biscayne Bay. And uh, even though they, they sort of came back and were a little contentious, uh, still uh, that was pretty much the ball game. Uh, second game, uh, they annihilate the Miami Heat on their home wood in almost an inexplicable blowout. And uh, then uh, the reversal as the, the Heat go on the road and, and it looked like Boston had uh, kind of gathered the momentum and they had the home court advantage. And, and uh, the Heat, uh, without Jimmy Butler, uh, go out and, and beat the Boston Celtics fairly handily. So uh, are there any conclusions that we could draw so far? I mean, uh, what do you see as the key deductions that have come out of this series so far, or is it still uh, very much up in the air as to what's happening? No, you know, it's, it, it is funny. You know, it does change, as you say, so quickly. I mean, you, after game two, I think even a lot of Miami fans probably were saying, you know, oh, gosh, Kyle Lowry's hurt. P.J. Tucker might be hurt. Bam Adebayo is playing not very good. You know, we have no chance now. And then all of a sudden, Kyle Lowry plays, P.J. Tucker plays, Bam Adebayo has a great game. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, Miami might win the series again now. And I'm sure, you know, Boston will come back tonight and play great. And then no one will know what's going to happen again. Uh, you know, I, when two good teams like this go you know, go at each other, uh, you know, either one can swing it quickly. And that's what we've seen so far. Uh, we don't know uh, which way. I mean, uh, you know, people always speculate, well, the networks, uh, the executives are going to be gargling with cyanide if such and such team gets into the uh, – final round there or they have a bad matchup in any sport we've seen that uh, said many times so whether it was baseball basketball uh, hockey uh to maybe a lesser extent football but uh it, it did seem like maybe there was an agenda there i mean uh, to tim donaghy give the referees instructions uh, people were applying here in, in south florida and uh, even elsewhere around the country that uh, that, that seemed like a, a somewhat biased uh, approach by the officials in that game three between uh, Boston 
and the Miami Heat. Uh, what did you think? I mean, should uh, Eric Spolstra have uh, underlined without saying anything the disparity in the number of free throws taken in that game? Or was Boston just playing a clean See, ball game while, while Miami was cheating? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they were playing clean. No problems, no fouls. <laughs> you know, there, there's always some, some calls that, that look, you know, either awful or suspect or whatever the word you want to see. Uh, you know, but the, the game was so out of hand early. I think it sort of Boston had to, you know, attack, 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 trying to get back in it. And, you know, some of those calls, I'm sure they would have liked to have gone the other way. But uh, the important thing is ultimately, you know, none of the bad ones, uh, you know, mess, uh, you know, played into the uh, end result. Do you find any purpose on a broadcast of having the X? NBA official, a guy that you probably booed unmercifully while he was working <laughs> in the NBA, coming, uh, you know, to essentially back up the call of the officials in the game uh, when they go to, well, here's our uh, expert on the rules. And it doesn't matter really what sport it is. It, it seems like the expert on the rules uh, it gives you nothing definitive yeah, exactly. uh, and uh, usually sides with the officials and uh, Always. has great empathy for uh, them blowing a call that was apparently uh, and painfully obvious. <laughs> you know, uh, I think we sort of expect them not, not to, uh, you know, sort of go against their brother official. I, the one thing I think yeah. they do offer when they're being honest is sort of explaining why they're looking at some calls. We've seen a lot this year, I think, guys, where they're reviewing calls that you're like, come on, why are we even looking at this? It's like they're looking at like an offensive flagrant foul where a guy jumps up to take a shot and bumps the guy in the head and they're looking at it. And, it's sort of like, come on, why are you looking at that? But I think there's been a couple of times where they sort of explain at least that. I think they shouldn't bother doing it, but uh, they're at least sort of informing us why they're doing it. So I guess there's a need for it a little bit. It's, uh, it's, uh, there, there are bigger problems with the officiating than the, uh, than the guy coming on. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I, I was spoiled by the great uh, Harold Letterman in that capacity where uh, he was scoring fights uh, for HBO forever. And, uh, his routine would be along the lines of two rounds to one, Jim. The Mexican is beating the living shit out of this guy. Two rounds to one, Lopez. And at least you were getting something there, you know, like some kind of entertainment, uh, you know, component was worked into the broadcast. Whereas uh, this just seems to be, uh, you know, a poor excuse to fill time by another voice. Uh, you know, and if it's another announcer making a paycheck, I'm all for it. Uh, Brian Mahoney of the Associated Press uh, with us here. And uh, always great talking buckets with him. Uh, Golden State uh, seems to be in complete command of the series against the Dallas Mavericks, who were kind of an improbable a starter in this spot as uh, nobody thought that they would beat Phoenix, especially after going down to nothing uh, in that series. Uh, are the Mavericks uh, deserving? What what happened? I mean, in your opinion, Brian Mahoney, uh, what, what led, I mean, to two inexplicable bludgeonings of the Phoenix Suns by the Dallas Mavericks? And uh, where does that leave us in the thinking that, that Phoenix was the best team in basketball all year long? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's <laughs> uh, how would it, how would Letterman explain it? Uh, yeah, he, he was great. Exactly. Two rounds to one, Jim. The Mexican. He's winning this fight with the body blows. He's more aggressive. Mexican. Very effective. Oh, Two rounds to one. <laughs> he, he was he was fantastic. But anyway, yeah, yeah. No, sounded it, like Marge you know, Simpson, it, it, uh, didn't yes. he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, look, it's uh, I, I kind of said yesterday. You know, everyone loves an upset once in a while, but then sometimes you're stuck watching a team that. Yep. isn't that good in the next round. And that's kind of Dallas because isn't all that good. I mean, they're 
they, they play hard. Luka Doncic is an incredible player, but the supporting cast is, you know, just average, really. And, uh, you know, the, unfortunately, Phoenix just, you know, collapsed, choked, whatever happened to them. Uh, but this was, a you know, a, a team that should be playing right now. And, you know, Phoenix and Golden State would have been a great series probably, but Dallas against Golden State just unfortunately isn't. Talking with Brian Mahoney of the Associated Press here on After Hours with uh, Defoe and uh, Luby. Luby, I'm surprised you haven't uh, chimed in with uh, some kind of complaint about the uh, way that Spolster is handling the Miami Heat, even though they're up 2-1 the, going into tonight's game against the Celtics. Well, Brian, and uh, I just to talk to jump back to the uh, Eastern Conference, first of all, it does feel like the Warriors are the class of the NBA right now. And on top of that, with them sort of coasting through the Mavs, what's going on? with the Celtics and the Heat may be to the Warriors' dream because it feels like that's going to be whoever survived will move on. Like, between Jimmy Butler and uh, Heroes Now Heard and Kyle Lowry's banged up, and then you go back to the Celtics and Tatum took something to his shoulder and then Smart's out and Robert Williams. It's like whoever survives that series health-wise seems to be the one to win that series. But it is interesting to see that from night to night, it's blowouts. You, these are two teams that are great defensively, have a lot of talent on offense, both sides, yet one night to the next, it's one blowout to the, to the other. And that's sort of been confusing to me because I thought this series, it may go seven, but it doesn't feel the war like we thought it would, or at least I thought it would. No, you're, you're right. Like it, uh, the, the games have been – I think sometimes when teams are as good defensively as both these teams are, if you get hot against them, yeah. it sort of hurts them more than, than teams who just aren't used to it. And, mm. you know, Boston got so hot from three in that game two, and then Miami started great in game three, and it sort of shell-shocks the teams. Uh, but, you know, it's it, the health matter in this series, you know, it's it always comes down to health. And Golden State has gotten all their guys healthy at the right time. And – uh you know, Miami and Boston from game to game, you don't really know who's playing. Uh, so, uh, you know, whoever is healthy is probably is going to win that series, and it's just game to game that changes. does seem like uh, they got it together at the right time. And uh, we were talking about this earlier this morning, uh, Brian, on our uh, other show, uh, the Defoe show, that uh, all, all year long, all you heard about was uh, how, how great the East was, and they were so deep, and you figured, uh, all right, the representative in the West is going to be Phoenix. Uh, they get knocked out. And uh, now Golden State has it together. And uh, I- I'm thinking that Golden State will be favored over either the Celtics or the Heat in, in the final round. Uh, they do have home court advantage uh, over the Heat and obviously then over the Celtics. Celtics. But uh, what-, what is your thought uh, there? I- 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 do you believe that the champion somehow will come out of the West, even though uh, their number one team is no longer in the postseason? And everybody thought that the East went like six deep with teams that could possibly win the title. It, it, it feels like right now I would pick the Warriors, uh, you know, as much as I never, you know, rule out the heat. And, uh, you know, I really like the Celtics, how, you know, the individual talent they have in the team defense they play. But, you know, Golden State is ready. Just, you know, they're, they're healthy. They, they have uh, the, the experience. Uh, you know, their, their bench is pretty good. They bring guys off, uh, you know, pool and border. And, and those guys are, you know, doing a great job. Looney's playing terrific in the middle now. So, uh, I just think everything is sort of going their way. And, uh, yeah, right now I think whoever comes out of the East, I think, would be the considered the underdog uh, against the Warriors. I don't know if uh, you uh, subscribe to this uh, sort of notion, but um, I was always a fan of the uh, cheesy uh, sports production 
that, uh, you know, like make that spare. Uh, what was a, a favorite program of mine when I was a kid growing up? It was a real hokey bowling show. Uh, you know, you, you've had various others. Uh, bowling for dollars, I guess, uh, involved more regular people than uh, professional uh, bowlers. Home Run Derby, uh, the original version, you know, it was kind of quiet there. And, you know, there was nobody in the ballpark. But uh, I, I don't think there's a cheesier sports production uh, on TV than the NBA draft lottery <laughs> in terms of an unnecessary uh, television program or entity. I mean, you know, they, they could have uh, Van Gundy chime in in the middle of the game somehow and say, hey, look at that. Orlando got the number one pick. Yeah, exactly. probably suck again. <laughs> um, and for years, I mean, the only entertainment quotient in the show was watching Elgin Baylor rather than Agony as uh, the Clippers got hosed once again, man, and uh, failed to get the number one pick after having the worst team in the league by far. Yep. You know, that was going to make a big difference, almost like uh, Jabbar versus Neil Walk-esque in that particular draft. Always. Uh, what do you think about uh, what's going on in this year's draft and who it seems like it's like any one of three guys, I guess, uh, would be the number one overall pick? Uh, do you have any uh, opinion on that i mean who, who do you think is actually going to be the first pick of orlando if they indeed go ahead and exercise that number one choice you, you know i i can't tell really which one of those three guys would, would, would be the one i mean uh you know i know everyone looks at the potential that that Holmgren has but he's you know so thin uh you know they're all obviously so young it's hard to project these guys a little bit uh, people say you know smith has to uh, Jabari has the best overall nba body whatever but you know who could tell, but but it's uh you know it, the fact of the matter is all these teams uh, who are at the bottom, they're all so young already. I think you sometimes wonder do they really need another young player? Uh, you know Orlando has been young for years it seems like, and Detroit now and Houston it, it, since they traded Harden it's been the same way. So uh, you know it, they all Those have are to some bad it teams, out, but it's, yes. it's seriously <laughs> bad teams, <laughs> like perennially bad teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they really are, and uh, yeah. you know that's why some you know when you talk about why there's so many good teams in the East because they beat up on there's so many bad teams that are out there. Yeah. Well, Brian, and, and I know you're out of the Northeast, but uh, it's because we are out of Miami. We didn't start with this, but it seems like any national broadcast, whether it's a sports report or live action, is starting with the Lakers, even though they didn't even make the playoffs or the playing game. But they are looking for a head coach, and it seems like Jawan Howard turned down even the opportunity to interview. Uh, Darvin Ham supposedly has become one of the front runners. You cover the NBA at large. What are what are you hearing out of LA with the Lakers, and when it comes down to their uh, head coach, head coaching search? Well, yeah, it's been sort of you know weird. There's so many people involved in this that you know advising Jeannie Buss uh, on yeah. this hire and. You know, they, they got down to the, the the last candidates, it seems like now, and Ham being the one who it seems like has a lot of, you know, he's a lot of respect. He's been a good assistant coach for years and, and was a, you know, a hard-nosed player in the league. I think a lot of guys like him. And, uh, you know, that I think that would be, a you know, a, a pretty good choice. It's just I think that job scared off a lot of people. It, you know, uh, the way things went last year, how much power does LeBron have there and who's really calling the shots? You know, is Phil Jackson still around? It's a... You know, I think it scared off some some coaches who I think otherwise would have been interested. It's uh, you know, it's people wondering, is this really a, a job I want to deal with the headaches? 
has David Blatt's name been mentioned at all? Uh, <laughs> I would think he's an unlikely candidate to uh, be coaching LeBron anytime <laughs> in the future. Speaking of who's really the general manager there uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, Ryan, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, should be uh, one of those uh, intriguing matchups tonight. Uh, many people feeling the Boston Celtics will bounce back. And even this series at, at two apiece. And uh, the line makers, uh, oddly, according right. Uh, the uh, Heat, six and a half points in tonight's game and a giant dose of uh, disrespect for uh, what the Heat accomplished there without Jimmy Butler in uh, game number three. Um, enjoy the rest of the postseason. We hope to talk to you again. Thanks so much for being a part of After Hours today with Defoe and Luby, my friend. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, be well, Brian. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I do like cheesy sports productions. Oh, yeah. It's normal. You, yeah. you must have caught some bowling for dollars. Bowling for sure. Well, I wasn't bowling was for dollars. Was there a Florida version of that? It was, uh, it wasn't some very distinguished dollars. guys were hosts of uh, bowling for dollars, including the uh, late, great Chick Hearn, really? who's been uh, so obscenely That's and absurdly, uh, you know, uh, depicted in the uh, winning time show. Chick Hearn, man. I mean, they yes. made a fool of Chick Hearn. He was a class they guy. Made a fool of a lot of people. But uh, actually hosted uh, Bowling for Dollars in Los Angeles. They have, like, local versions. And I'm pretty sure there, there was, uh, you know, a prominent guy. I don't know. It was, like, Mel Allen that was doing Bowling for Dollars in New York. Rit Barber or one of those guys. It could have been. Rizzuto, he would have been perfect for it. Uh, bowling for Dollars. Ah, look at that. The 10 pin. Uh, <laughs> Reminds me the other night, I had uh, the calamari, and they brought 10, uh, you know, uh, little calamaris, and, uh, you know, no, he, he would have transitioned. <laughs> he would have been perfect for the schmooze there, right? All right, a lot of fun being with you guys. What's your prediction yes. tonight on the game there, Louie? Heat go up 3-1, or Heat uh, end up in a dead heat, now have to come home, defend home wood? I, in a best I don't know if they win, but I don't like that spread. I, I think we finally, since we've seen a lot of blowouts, I think we finally see, and so I'll be wrong, but I think we finally see a close game, and I think the Heat cover. I hope they win, of course. I don't know if they win, but I think we'll see a cover. I'm curious. Butler is prob is questionable, but so far in this series, that's meant they're going to play. Um, Butler's questionable. Hero, we don't know. I don't know about Smart, and I don't know about Tate. Hero's in La La Land anyway. He hasn't played he hasn't well. done much. But yeah. he did have a couple of interesting moments in that game, and then he didn't play really the whole fourth quarter. Um, I, I think that he covers six and a half, and it'll probably go up before game time the way that Everyone's betting against the Heat for some reason. So I think the Heat cover. I don't know if they win, but I think they cover. Harvey Fialkoff, who is somehow tuned into this thing, uh, says that uh, it was Joe Franklin. Didn't Joe Franklin? Oh, that was Joe Pine had one leg. That would have been hard for him to, uh, you know, kind of, I don't mean to be disparaging, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, to, to move around on the set, let's put it that way, which was required. Uh, Joe Franklin, and, and Harvey says his mother was on Bowling for Dollars. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> Holy Paula Carter. Unbelievable. That's classic. Can we name another female bowler? I knew Paula no. Carter uh, very briefly there, the uh, lovely wife of Don. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, glad to know Harvey's around, man. What happened to this cat? Hey, he's, he's too good for us. us. He's too good for he's us. He's on a the busy show man. all the time, and uh, now I'm like, hey, I got to sleep. He's all right. Uh, yeah, we, we, we probably put you to sleep here in this last few minutes <laughs> of the program. <laughs> Bowling for Dollars, it was a classic. I don't know. There, there had to be a different version in every city involving uh, some kind of celebrity. Uh, all right, so we'll see you tomorrow here on After Hours. And don't forget to Google the Defo Show. That's uh, D-E-F-O. You can plug it in on your radio, like, real easily also. Uh, Jack was showing me that the other day. So, uh, wow. I mean, it's even simpler than I thought. 
and you can drive around and catch the show there, 7 to 9 Eastern time on uh, Ion Channel, and uh, just Google The Depot Show, and uh, you'll get all of the uh, things that we do uh, from 7 to 9 in the morning, which uh, also used to include uh, the great Harvey Fianco. No? Yes. I mean, here are the Yankees on a monumental run. I mean, you would figure the guy, I mean, he, he could easily fill up the whole two hours. When he taps out, exactly. Said, hey, Harvey, what about your Yankees? <laughs> I love that guy. You need that uh, unbridled enthusiasm Passion, for sports exactly. sometime. I mean, just, just to come through, because everybody's so cynical about everything, all right? I mean, and you ask yourself, well, if you hate it so much, why are you watching it? Exactly. Right? If all you want to do is complain and bitch, why are you going to games? Why are you? It's like people that go to a restaurant and continue to give it, like, lousy reviews. And, you know, they'll post it up there on uh, whatever, uh, you know, sites are available for such things. And, uh, you know, ah, I went there last night. I can't believe it. What, what a garbage dump this place is. It's like. What do you mean you went there again? <laughs> exactly. If it sucks, if, if it back. sucks that badly, why that. the hell are you going back? I mean, uh, Every who's time making I go. you go? <laughs> why do you keep going? Eight million restaurants just here in town. I, I, on my walk of life, I, I blow by like seven restaurants. I love in that. In one small area. It's unbelievable. People and I often great. think about just quitting the walk and stopping in. <laughs> People are classic. I'll have to bring some cash with me next time on the walk there and just stop at the Briny Pub and get a beer. All right. Um, we will... Uh, we will uh, see you guys uh, tomorrow yes. here on uh, After Hours. And uh, don't forget, as we said, Google the Defo Show for Mike mm-hmm. Luby-Lubitz. I'm mm-hmm. Jeff DeForest, and uh, it's Tug McGraw time, my friends. No matter what you're doing in life, you got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant And you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Highly apart. Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.